Hi, I'm Josh and welcome to the Wild Nature Photography Podcast, the podcast that talks the art, the craft, and today a very, very significant rant of nature photography. It is the 11th of January 2023 and this is podcast number 61. Now before I get into my rant, which is going to be fairly significant and if you're offended by rants, especially first world problem rants, you should probably switch off now. I need to get all this off my chest and um, it's going to take me a little while. Just before I get into that though, I just wrapped up yesterday my Palace Cat expedition here in Mongolia. We had an absolutely fantastic trip. We had so many Palace Cat, I actually lost count of them. Uh, at least 20 individuals during the course of our expedition, which was just phenomenal, including some really amazing photographic encounters. We were very, very fortunate this year. We had spectacular snow conditions. It doesn't always snow in the steppe region of Mongolia in winter. So to have snow and to have such great encounters with the Palace Cat this year was truly, truly phenomenal. And I will have a full trip report on this uh, when I get back to Australia later this month. I've actually started to draft that up already. Um, I shot around about 5,000 images over the course of the week, uh, just about a 1,000 a day, which gives you some indication of how good the encounters were we had with Palace Cat. Uh, the Palace Cat is a very, very difficult wildcat to photograph. First of all, it's incredibly rare. It's very difficult to find. And really, my thanks go out to my local guide here in Mongolia for being able to find them, locate them, get us close to them so reliably. Uh, and so often that we could get such great photographs of them. I have had a lot of interest in future trips here to Mongolia, both in winter and in summer for Palace Cat. And I've actually just put dates up for next year for the Palace Cat in winter in January, and also for Palace Cat kittens in the summer in July. And same for snow leopard cubs. I'll also have a trip for that in July next year. So if that's of interest to you, get on over to my website and just check those out. Uh, I have not as yet done the PDFs for those trips, uh, but I will do so on my return to Australia. I have about a week uh, at home in Melbourne before I head to Iceland for my Arctic Fox trip, and I will try and get the PDFs for all three of those trips up on the website before I go. Some places are actually already spoken for on the July trips. Uh, I think there's already only three places left on the Snow Leopard trip, and I think it's only four places left on the Palace Cat trip. So both of those are getting close to capacity already. So if that's of interest, just check that out. Drop me an email very quickly, even if it's just to register your interest so that you're, um, you don't miss out. And as I said, I'll have the PDFs for those on my return to Australia. In a little bit of other news, uh, the latest issue of Wildlife Photographic Magazine was released yesterday. Um, this was something I knew was coming. This was the magazine I hinted at uh, a podcast or two ago that was going to have a full feature on my photography of the walrus. And uh, I actually also scored the cover shot for this issue of the magazine. And this is incredibly for me, actually the fifth time I have scored the cover of Wildlife Photographic. So I am quite humbled and proud about that achievement. Getting the cover of any magazine is always an incredibly special experience because it makes you feel like the magazine is yours. I can look across the room at that edition and I can know it's mine, even if it's only digital. Uh, so that was quite special for me. So my, my thanks to the crew that run that magazine for choosing my photograph again to make the cover of Wildlife Photographic. It's, it's a real thrill. I love making the cover of, of any magazine. Uh, there's actually a link if you want to have a check it out. You can jump over to my blog. I'll try and remember to put a link in the show notes, but you can actually subscribe to the magazine and get three free issues. So that's well worth taking advantage of. Uh, three free issues is pretty unheard of in digital magazines. So uh, something that if you've got any interest in wildlife photography, I recommend you check out. 
there's some other fabulous articles in this edition as well that are that are worth your time. So let's put that all aside and and come to the rant of the day. And just before I get into that, actually, this is sort of sideways of the rant of the day, but it's worth talking about. So right now I'm sitting in my hotel room in Ulaanbaatar, the capital of Mongolia. We drove back here last night, or actually all day yesterday, from the Palaskat camp, which is about 10 hours to the east uh, of uh, the capital. And I'm now sitting at my hotel uh, here in the capital. We were actually supposed to fly out today at 2 o'clock, which was two hours ago for the Snow Leopard camp. Well, actually to a small town in the north called Kovd, or K-H-O-V-D. It's a flight of about two hours. But uh, we got a message yesterday that the flight had been cancelled. There's a problem with the aircraft. So at the moment, we're just stuck a little bit in Ulaanbaatar while we wait for uh, our flight, which is now going to be on the 13th. So we'll have today and tomorrow here in Ulaanbaatar and then fly up on the 13th. So that's going to cut our time short a little bit in the north by two days. That's just an unfortunate fact of life of this sort of expedition. It comes with the territory. I had built in some additional time uh, for this expedition, anticipating potential delays. So I am not too concerned about the fact that we've lost those two days. It's more that we are just sort of stuck in town, twiddling our thumbs while we wait for the plane to be fixed so that we can get on our way north to Kovd. And then once we land in Kovd, we'll have a drive of about two hours to our Snow Leopard camp, <clears throat> Excuse me, where we'll be based for a week while we try and find and photograph uh, the elusive and enigmatic snow leopard, something I'm very much looking forward to, as I know everyone else is on this trip as well. The snow leopard is probably amongst the most sought-after species amongst wildlife photographers, and it's also the one most people fail at. It's a very, very difficult animal to get close to to photograph. So we'll see how it goes. I am quietly optimistic. I'm hoping we'll have great encounters. Uh, I will try and do some video updates from the field like I did for the Palace Cat. I posted those to social media. I'll also have those in my trip report, those videos when I get it published when I get back to Australia. So look for those as well. Those little video reports via the iPhone seem quite popular. So something I'm going to try and do a little bit more of this year. And that brings me to the rant of the day, which is airlines. Now, those of you who follow my podcast and blog uh, know that I am very displeased with the current state of the way the airlines are running service across the world. There is no service left in the airlines anymore. Uh, Prices are through the roof. Uh, Availability is very low. That's a deliberate moved by the airlines, they have deliberately not put on the number of flights they need to, to cover demand, to push their prices up. This has been something that's been going on around the world. It's akin to a cartel, and it's really unacceptable. And today was really the last straw for me with Qantas. I am actually done with Qantas as an airline as of today. I don't want anything more to do with them. I will be booking all my future long travel with either uh, Emirates or with Qatar, both of whom are, I believe, the two best airlines today. They certainly have the highest level of service today. And I'll be moving all my frequent flyer miles, points, travel, everything over to those two airlines. As I said, I am done with Qantas. I do not want to even hear the word Qantas again when I get to the end of this rant. And part of the reason for that is is I had booked my flights for Arctic Fox uh, in June last year for with Qantas um, to fly to Reykjavik from Australia. And I had booked those on points, which is a common thing to do with any airline. So the flights were booked, they were confirmed. I was flying Melbourne to Singapore, Singapore to Doha, Doha to London, London to Reykjavik. Not my ideal routing, but the only routing I could get on points. And then coming back, I was flying Reykjavik to Helsinki, Helsinki to Doha, Doha to Perth, Perth to Melbourne. That was all fine and dandy. I paid for the taxes. I submitted the points. Everything went through and the tickets were issued. Then what happened is the 
one of the carriers, because it's not all Qantas uh, flights, but it was all booked through Qantas, one of the Qantas carriers changed their flight uh, that left Helsinki for Doha that meant my connection no longer would work. I was basically going to have only 20 minutes to change planes between uh, coming in from Reykjavik and getting on the plane in Helsinki to go to Doha, and 20 minutes is just an impossibility. Uh, even if I were to run between gates, uh, they would have closed the gate by the and 40 minutes before I got there. So it was just impossible. So I spent three hours today on the phone with Qantas, actually three and a half hours. I spoke to three different people, including two supervisors, all of whom were unable to help me. And the net result of it was, we're very sorry, Mr. Holko. There's nothing we can do. It's it's a third-party carrier. It's nothing to do with Qantas, even though you booked with Qantas. So therefore, we can either offer you a refund on your taxes, or you can take the off the flights we've offered you. Now, despite the fact that it's like talking to a brick wall, uh, where I had to explain to them that it was impossible to make a 20-minute connection. They just didn't care. They absolutely did not care. There was absolutely no customer service applied whatsoever. And keep in mind, I'm not a, an occasional flyer. I'm platinum with Qantas. I'm in their top tier. And I spend a lot of money, tens of thousands of dollars a year with this airline in the past. Uh, and I expect a certain level of customer service. And I don't think that's, um, I don't think that's asking too much. To be told, basically, take it or leave it, this is all we can offer you, when the connection doesn't even actually work, is simply unacceptable. Uh, and I wasted three to three and a half hours of my day today with various people on the phone to Qantas trying to get this resolved. And the net result of it was they couldn't help me and they just simply didn't care to help me. I had to end up throwing away the flight that, that I had paid for, which is the flight from uh, Reykjavik to Helsinki. And taking a new flight, which I paid for out of pocket, nearly $1,000 to get from Reykjavik to London, and then having to pay again for another fare to get from London home. And that is just simply absolutely unacceptable. So I am done with Qantas as of today. I don't want anything to do with this airline anymore. Their customer service is appalling. Their pricing is through the roof. I believe their CEO at the moment is uh, nothing but a greedy, money-hungry and I'll leave it at that. I don't really want to add any more words to that. I just do not approve of what this airline is doing. I think it's very, very sad that the customer service has gone out of Qantas. I think that uh, the current CEO is doing a snow job on all the interviews that he is doing with uh, media and ba- blaming all, basically blaming everybody but himself for the lack of service that's in that's going on in Qantas. And if you look at what's happening with layoffs in Qantas, uh, yet the CEO and high-paying, high executives go on to pay themselves extraordinary salaries. It's completely unacceptable. So I'm just done with this airline. I don't want to do anything to do with them anymore. My experience with them today after three and a half hours on the phone is has left me angry and bitter uh, at this airline. I'm very glad I have very few points sitting in my account with them. And I'll be pushing all my future points, all my future money to the United Arab Emirates uh, and Emirate and airlines like Emirates and Qatar who do care and are providing a level of customer service, even if it's not it was what it was pre-pandemic, at least it's better, a lot better than what I've been getting from what is supposed to be Australia's leading airline. And frankly, it isn't. Frankly, it is an embarrassment and uh, I'm ashamed that that is our national airline as of today. It really is quite appalling. As I said, this is a rant, very much a first world problem rant. And if that offends you, I'm sorry, I don't mean it to, but I need to get this off my chest because I'm dealing with airlines all the time and I spend a lot of money with airlines to move around the world. And I expect a certain level of customer service for that money. And I, to be told, we don't care. It's not our problem. The, the flight change was made by a third party airline. 
There's nothing we can do about it. Bad luck is just simply not good enough. It's unacceptable on any level. Uh, and so that's it. I'm done with Qantas. I don't want anything more to do with them. Um, I'm not going to talk about them anymore. I'm simply not going to give them any more of my money. I'm going to vote with my wallet. And that's the only way I know to hurt this airline. And if you've had a bad experience with Qantas, I would encourage you to do the same. Um, I'm going to post a copy of this podcast to the Qantas webpage, to the Qantas, sorry, social media page uh, on Facebook, because I think people deserve to know and Qantas should also get the feedback. You know, I'm not going to waste my time filling in their stupid feedback form on their website that goes to some desk jockey somewhere that never goes anywhere. Instead, I'd rather put it in the public domain, and that's what I'm going to do. So that's it for today. That's where I get Qantas off my chest and out of my life. Uh, I just don't want anything to do with them anymore. Um, I'm going to move on from that. I am looking forward now to a little bit of R&R, um, for another day here in Ulaanbaatar before we take our flight up to the north. Of course, I'm disappointed we didn't fly today. I really, really wanted to get us up there as soon as possible. But delays for this sort of expedition are a fact of life. And everyone who comes on these trips knows and expects that these sort of things can happen. But all of that won't matter if we have great snow leopard encounters. And I really, really hope we will. That would be fantastic. Uh, it has been an animal I have wanted to photograph for a very, very long time. Um, and my local guide has some incredible images, and I'm hoping we'll also be able to get some incredible images. So that's it for me for the day. Uh, I probably won't get time to do a podcast field from a podcast from the um, camp up at the uh, Snow Leopard. It's just unlikely I'm going to have time. I didn't have time during the Palace Cap trip. We had really, really full days. Uh, it makes it hard. It's really only the delay here in Ulaanbaatar that's given me the chance to to podcast. So that's it for today. I'm Josh. It has been the 11th of January 2023. I look forward to seeing you out in the field where I very, very much hope the Snow Leopard will be putting on a hell of a performance for us. Take care.